G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 19th of September 2023. How the fuck are you, mate? How you doing, huh? I'm feeling good, dude. Oh, yes, man. It's okay. This, you know, this whole life shit is going to be okay. I'm feeling very hopeful and positive. Uh, It's 10.20 in the morning as I record this on Tuesday. And I've just spent the morning, oh my God, the yawns, dude, what the fuck, these fucking yawns, you know what, I don't have time right now, because I'm about to go to a job interview, I'm very excited, but maybe later, I think I'm just going to chuck this, you know what, maybe I'll fucking hold up, all right, here's my plan today, I'm going to record this podcast, and then I'm going to go to this job interview, and then I'm going to come back, and I am going to fuck around with Adobe Audition and see if I can't find a way with AI to get these yawns out of the podcast because I don't like them and I spoke to a friend and she said she didn't like them either and I bet they're annoying. I yawn a bunch. I yawn too much. Why am I yawning all the time? I don't know what the fuck is, you know, what's going on with these yawns? Tea time. But I wouldn't want to lose the tea. I wouldn't want to lose me sipping tea out of the podcast because I feel like people like that. And I like it. I like it. (laughs) But I do want to lose the yawns. Anyway, um, I'm feeling so good, man. I've got... I've just spent the morning, uh, yeah, cleaning the room. Finally, my God. I've finally found the time after a week and a half to clean my room since like I got back and I've still got a bunch of fucking crap that I just can't put away. My housemate suggested that we have a garage sale and I am so, I could not be more, more on board with that idea. So I think we're going to have a garage sale in a few weeks time. Get rid of, I got a bunch of, man, I got this one fucking shirt that I bought from Uniqlo like four months ago. And when I bought it, I was like, Aiden, this shirt feels like it's not going to fit. I don't know why you're buying this shirt. What kind of style? I think I was just going for more large button-up flannelette type situations that I can swim in and that feel big that they envelop me in the, you know, in the cold months. And I bought this one, but it's just not... I don't fucking know what I was trying to do with it, man. It's wrong. It's all wrong. i got to give that away. There's like a few other shirts that I just want to get rid of and... If I don't sell them at the garage sale, I will absolutely just give them to the salvos, which is like across the road from us. But a garage sale would be nice. A nice little event at the house, you know. I got, man, I fucking chucked out all my stuff just now over the last day or so from the branding FPOS job that I was doing last year. I had so much stuff. I had two boxes of acrylic blocks full boxes like big boxes and a box of business card holders and all these fucking pens i just looked up where you can donate pens i think i'm gonna take them to office works you can just give if anyone wants a pen mate (laughs) i got fucking probably like 500 pens (laughs) just like a massive box of pens 
I chucked most of it in the bin. I can't chuck the pens out because they're useful. The mouse pads there in the bin. Probably like a whole full bin of just crap. And um, I tried to do my, the nice thing and separate the uh, rubbish items from the cardboard to at least put the cardboard in the recycling to make myself a bit better about... I feel a bit better about the fact that I'm throwing out just like, yeah, probably a cubic meter of just refuse. Oh, I feel a bit sick. Anyway, what the fuck am I doing? I, uh, I've just had a great week being back, man. I did the week at the Comics Lounge last week. Thank you to those guys for having me. Thank you to anyone who was at those shows who followed me on Instagram. And if you're now listening to this podcast, if you're like, this guy's got a podcast. I wonder what that's about. This is it. This is what I do. I talk to you every week. I yell at you. I yell at myself. I tell stories and I narrate my feelings to an annoyingly, uh, like, you know, in the moment extent. Um, thank you for listening and being a part of it. You are here. <laughs> um, the, the shows at the lounge were fantastic. I did something that I've not done. I don't think I've ever had the discipline to do this in 12 years or so. Oh, man, I... <laughs> I had a great conversation with someone yesterday. Very new comic, been doing it less than a year, but someone who I just feel like we have a good rapport and we had a great chat. Obviously, I hadn't seen her in a while and she'd been away traveling and I'd been away and so we just kind of caught up on that and then we were talking about comedy and whatever and she said some things that I thought were very smart about her approach to comedy that I was like, man, I wish I had that kind of insight <laughs> into you know treating this as a career and like, you know, I do this and I self-sabotage. And I was telling her about what I did at the lounge, which was I was doing 15-minute sets and I just wanted to kill every set. And I think a big pattern for me is rather than just treat this as like I'm going to do my best shit and kill, I get a bit of ego about it. And I'm like, why don't I kill one set and then the next set I'm going to change it and do a whole different set just to show like that I can do a different set and how cool that is. And it's like, what's the point of that? Who's watching that closely? People are just listening to the laughs and whatever. No one's that impressed if you do a different set and kill. So, uh, and, and also often when I change like to a different set, I don't kill. I just, I do fine. And this time I was like, I'm going to do the same set four nights in a row, do four 15 minute sets, kill each set. And that's going to be that. And I did exactly that. I did my set. The first night I did like 17 minutes because I went a bit long. And each subsequent night I did shorter and shorter because I was trying to get down to 15. And I think the last night I did like, I think I did like 15.40 or something. So I never got under 15, which is bad, but I didn't want to drop any of my bits. And I didn't have better bits to come in. So uh, whatever. I did a little bit long, but I did the fucking... I did my jokes and I killed, I fucking killed every night, man. And I got comfortable on that big stage in front of 400 people each night. It wasn't quite full, but I think even the Saturday was a little bit lower, maybe 300, but whatever, they were big shows. And I was saying that to this person last night and I was just like, you know, I'm such a self-sabotager and I'm really trying to not do that. And she just goes, how long have you been doing comedy? And I was like, 12 years. And she goes, yeah, good time for you to start trying, hey? <laughs> it's like yeah fuck you know <laughs> i guess so 
That's kind of how it feels at this point. I really feel so refreshed and renewed and reinvigorated. Coming back from the UK and, and coming back from the trip and this new plan that I've got. My set last night was not very good. You know, I ended on a strong because I did some old stuff to finish on, but I have one new idea, which is that I think I'm like, I, I just, I think people think I'm a bit of an idiot when they first meet me. And that's probably because most of the time when I get introduced to people, I have a mouthful of chips and they're like, my friend's like, this is my friend Aiden. And I'm like, um, um, like wiping my hands on my pants. <laughs> To be like, nice to meet you. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. And I think everything else that I said was fucking garbage. So that's good. Oi, oi, oi. I've been thinking today what I might do in cleaning my room. Uh, I've, I just, I'm like looking at all the stuff that I haven't thinking about, you know, what stuff's going to go in the garage sale and what stuff I can ditch now. I probably got to go through all, all of my drawers. I, I cut all the old dead leaves off my houseplants, gave them all the water, vacuumed the room, moved some shit around, did all of that, you know, swept the dust away, whatever. And I've had on my wall for like, I reckon three years, I think, or maybe definitely since before I met my ex, maybe the start of 2020, I wrote this list like a bucket list, I called it to-do list of just goals, things that I want to do in my life. And um, I thought, because it's just on a shitty piece of paper and I thought it'd be a nice moment now to go through the list and talk about the things that I've crossed off and the things that I haven't. And I think I might write a new list is what I'm saying here. So um, the first thing is I've written to-do list. It's in Sharpie. And the first dot point is win the main award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And I've not crossed that off. Now, do I want to do that? I have thought for a while that winning the main award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival is kind of, it's a goal that's contingent on someone else and another person's opinion, you know? And um, it's a long-term goal and it's something that I would like to do one day, but I, get, I think it's maybe a little bit narrow in my thinking and just, yeah, I don't think, because if I write a great show, I write a great show and it's not about winning and like the award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival or not. That's not something, just, it, just because I won the award at the Comedy Festival, I mean, you probably have to write a great show to win the award, but like winning the award, what am I trying to say? Just because I don't win the award doesn't mean I didn't write a great show. So I think a better goal, and I'm going to write these down in a little doc here. I think a better goal could be new document. All right, to do list. A better goal could be write another great show and record it. Great. And then like subsets of that could be tour of North America. Yes. That's got to do with the show. All right. Uh, for now, the next item on the list that I wrote on the to-do list was fall in love with someone. And I crossed that off 
because I did do that. I fell in love. I wrote this at the start of 2020, I think. And um, it was before COVID, definitely. And uh, I crossed it off when I was with my ex before my last ex. Um, who was a wonderful person and we were very much in love for a time before I uh, got really scared and decided to blow that relationship up in like the space of like a week (laughs) because I got really scared of um, the fact that there was no reason for the relationship to end. It had no natural expiry date and I was like feeling that we might be maybe thinking to move in together soon and I really cared about her and I felt unable to allow myself to fully experience that care and love. Um, so I broke up with her for no reason <laughs> rather than talk to her about how I was feeling. And that really hurt me for a long time and I still on some level regret it even if, you know, whatever your life is what it is. But um, that's that one. <laughs> so I fell in love. And then also my last... Last girlfriend, when uh, we were breaking up, she saw that when she was in my room and she saw that I'd crossed it off and she thought that it was about her and I was like, actually, that's not about you. (laughs) And we laughed about that. Um, Anyway, I don't think that'll go on the new list. That doesn't need to go on the new list. But I would like to put something on there about relationships maybe. Um, I mean, do I want to put something on a relationship goal is like, it's very personal. I mean, I don't know. And I don't know that I want, like, I would like to have kids one day. I think I've been pretty clear about that, but I don't know. It's still, that's too clear. And there are other things that could be, you know, like what if I'm in love with someone and, and they can't have kids or if I find out that I can't have kids or just, you know, if I'm with someone and we can't have kids but we want to stay together and so that is an impossible goal and I don't want to set goals that uh, that that I can't achieve. Does that make sense? Or like that aren't within my control. Like I might, there might be some goals that I, that I can't achieve for whatever reason but I want them to be like... I don't want there to be some kind of external reason that I can't achieve them. That's just down to chance, you know, I don't know. These are, I guess the point of having goals like this is to kind of focus myself and my, my efforts and my own thinking. Um, so fall in love, have kids. I don't know. Maybe just like commit to someone, be in a relationship. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm going to put a pin in that one, but there's, I'm going to write down just like relation, maybe just relationship, maybe just the word relationship. Yes. I like that. I like it because it's not a specific goal, but it's just, it's something that I'll know when I fucking have committed to that. Yes. All right. Great. Uh, uh, um, now the next one here is visit family in Colombia. That is still very much on the list. Visit family in Colombia. Colombia. And like maybe something that's on that list there. I must've written this after I met Fernando for the first time then. Something that's on that, that's not on that list that should have been that I maybe even didn't realize at the time was 
have closure with Fernando because I've done that. I feel like I really feel like I've done that since I got back from Vienna the last time. Now whatever happens in our relationship is just the relationship, but I feel like I've kind of I've got no more questions about that, you know. If he wants to tell me stuff about his past and his life, great and when he messages me and I'll message him back. He messaged me recently. I messaged him back. It was a short thing, whatever, but it's just that. So, um, yep, that's good. Okay. Next one was perform at the comedy cellar. And I, that is contingent on someone else and just someone else saying that I can do it, but I still really like that as a goal. So I'm going to put perform at the comedy cellar. Uh, I'm going to put that there because that I feel like if there was one comedy club in the entire world that I could perform at, if I could choose, it's the Comedy Cellar in New York. Absolutely. And I'm allowed to have one on there that, I don't know, it just feels, it feels kind of achievable, especially since when I was in Paris doing gigs a few weeks ago, uh, just like meeting, um, meeting Ray Ellis, Ray Ellen, Ray Ellis, Ellen, who performs at the Comedy Cellar all the time and just, I guess just seeing that a guy who's a regular there, like there's regulars there who are really famous, who are huge, who I would be really excited to meet. And then there's like a guy who is not famous, who's just a working comic and is also a great dude and I'm very happy to meet, but I don't know who he is, you know. He's not like this guy who's up on this pedestal. He's just like a regular guy who's like a good comic who just works at the comedy cellar a bunch. And uh, that was really cool. It was kind of humanizing. And um, even that was almost like a step towards that goal, you know, just meeting someone who performs there. And like, I would say, you know, with friends or not friends, I don't know, but like, you know, in the way that you are when you meet another comic and you have a connection with them and you experience stuff and you do gigs and there's a mutual respect there. I feel like that was how we connected. So that was really cool. The next item on the to-do list was when I wrote it, have $20,000 in savings, which I crossed out, not because I ever had $20,000 in savings. (laughs) And no, no, no. (laughs) I crossed it out because I replaced it with buy a house. And that is still a goal that I have, buy a house. And that, I think $20,000 just wasn't ambitious enough. 20,000 is fine. Also with inflation going the way that it's going, you know, I'll probably fucking have 20,000 like dollars in savings in like 5 years time anyway, and also it won't be enough to pay a month's fucking rent in this goddamn fucking country. Man, how's I was working the other day um doing removals and uh worked with this guy who um very like nice guy, great customer, all that kind of stuff, but just like there was a point when he was talking about um, the new taxes being brought in on homeowners so that they can't just do short-term or medium-term leases. Like basically controlling how much a person who owns a house can use it to, like for Airbnb to make money. And the Labor government in Victoria is bringing in new taxes to like make that less uh, attractive to homeowners. Basically trying to get people actually living in homes rather than having them sit empty, which I think is a great thing. And this guy was like, yeah, new taxes. So you can't just Airbnb your house. Fucking thanks, Dan Andrews. And I, 
I was, I just laughed. I was like, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was like, yeah, damn fucking straight, man. Imagine this. What if we built houses and then just like had people living in them rather than having them sit empty for nine months of the year? Fuck. Oh, that shit gets me really angry. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Buy a house. That's one. And then when I buy a house, I want to fucking have it sit empty. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the emptiest house in the world. I wonder if that's a Guinness World Records. I want to Google the phrase "emptiest house in the world." Here we go. Emptiest house in the world. What does it say? What do we got here? Mystery of world's loneliest house on remote island that has been empty. <gasps> this looks kind of cute. <clears throat> Mystery of that world that's been empty for over a hundred years. A mysterious island-locked building dubbed the world's loneliest house has sparked several theories over the years, with some believing a billionaire built it as a safe base in case of a zombie apocalypse. No one actually fucking believed that there's a zombie apocalypse coming though, you know? Like, just shut up. Video unavailable. Several theories have emerged around the Ella the House. I think that's the name of the island. The only known building on the 110-acre island of Ella the... Ella the... However you say that thorn, that D with the cross through it. A deserted plot of land located off the rural southern coast of Iceland. It's in Iceland. I was fucking there, mate. All right, what rumors have we got? Creepy pics have previously theorized a religious hermit could be living there. Another now debunked theory suggested that the Icelandic government had gifted the, the island to singer and songwriter Björk. A third rather chilling rumor proposes that the cottage was built by a billionaire who intended to leg it to the island in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Chilling. A chilling rumor. <laughs> What the fuck is this? Mirror, this is on the mirror.co.uk. This is like a semi-legit news website. What? <laughs> how is that? How can you use the word rumor for that? That's just like you thought of that in your head and decided to write it on a fucking page. Given how far the island is from crowded cities, this would actually make a lot of sense in the Walking Dead universe. But then again, this is merely a myth. Fuck, man. If you wrote this, who the fuck wrote this? Two people. <laughs> it took two people to write this piece of shit. Chiara Fiorillo and Julia Bannum. All right. Chiara Fiorillo. Let's look up. What you've written, Kiara Fiorillo. Oh man, this chick's like fucking 10 years old. Let's look her up on Twitter. Joined August. She's got 5,000 following. She's a freelance journalist at The Mirror and The Guardian. The Young Citizens. Man, I mean, I guess she's like a serious journalist. This just, I was about to say, whoever wrote this, you should fucking die or whatever. But like, you know what? Actually, no. This just speaks to how brutal it is to become a journalist. Here, I looked up Julia Bannum and the first thing that came up was hardest quiz show question on the 1% club every contestant gets wrong. Brutal, man. If you want to be a journalist and write about serious stuff, you also have to write an article based on, I reckon, just a picture of a house on an island. <laughs> you have to spin that out into fucking just like a thousand words. Oh my God. And then they're just selling ads for Married at First Sight. 
all around that. What a nightmare. Anyway, what did I? What was I saying about that? So my, <laughs> buy a house. That's right. And when I buy a house, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let it sit empty because that's what happens when you become a part of the one percent. You just lose all empathy for anyone. You leave a trail of scorched earth in your wake. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't get that attitude from people who own property and they're like, I want to Airbnb it. Why can't I Airbnb it? It's like, yeah, of course you want to Airbnb it. But like, think about the effect that has on the rest of society and then understand why our elective, elected representatives might be trying to stop that from happening because you got a house and it's just fucking empty and there's other people who can't afford housing. You selfish fuck. Ugh, whatever. Life's hard. It's hard for everyone. But like, isn't it nice if you have a bit of stuff to be able to make it easier for someone who's, it's harder than you. Anyway, next item on the to-do list. <laughs> it's, was learn to play Chopin's Nocturne in E-flat major opus nine number two which I have done. Isn't that cool? I've done that. I crossed that off. That's fantastic. And I'm getting piano lessons and I'm learning. Maybe a new goal for piano would be, let's open the dock again. Come on, mate. Open up. Why have you... Unable to access document. Oh, here it is. Maybe a new item on the list. I don't know. What are my goals for piano? My goal for piano is to complete grade eight assessment of AMEB. That's a great goal. And then, you know what? I, I want to say another goal is like to have a student. I don't know if that's a serious goal that I genuinely want. So I'm going to leave it for now but I am going to put complete grade eight AMEB because that's completing something. And you know what? I've never really completed any path of study in my life. And that is something that I've been doing. I've been playing piano again now for a few years. I'm consistent with it. I've actually been practicing this week since I had my lesson. I've found myself sitting down practicing more and uh, I'm really excited about that. I feel like I have a direction with my practice now. And uh, I've also <laughs> just realized in the scatterbrain approach of this podcast that I am not going to sit down this afternoon and edit the podcast for yawns. I want to put it out as it is. And then if I have time this afternoon, I'm going to take the raw file and I'm going to re-edit it and see if I can take the yawns out. But I'm not going to give myself more. I'm just going to put it out. And if I can teach myself how to take yawns out, maybe I'll do that next week. All right. I apologize for the yawns that are in the podcast this and every week. Oh yeah. Grade eight, AMEB. Great goal. Great goal. Um, the next goal was very left field. Ride the Trans-Siberian Railway. <laughs> now, what the fuck? <laughs> Where did that come from? I have no idea where that came from. I think I just, it's like I've heard of the Trans-Siberian Railway. That's bizarre, isn't it? Isn't that just a truly odd goal? But I think contained within that, and I didn't even realize this at the time, 
was the goal to just do something for fun that's just joyous and uh, I want to keep something of that in there because Ride the Trans-Siberian Railway is the only thing on this list that doesn't have anything to do with like stand-up or visit family in Colombia. That's like a family goal or like, you know, money or anything like that. Um, and I mean, even, you know, relationship is something of a kind of family goal. Ride the Trans-Siberian Railway is completely just frivolous and fun, but I don't think I'm going to do it now because Russia is at war with Ukraine and um, I just don't want to go to Russia. I don't want to do that. So what could take its place? Maybe like visit Africa. That could be cool. Maybe like plan some kind of trip just a holiday in Africa. I don't know what... I've been to South America. I want to go back. I'm going to put visit Africa. Yeah. That's a part of the world that I have no idea about. And like when I was in... Oh man, it was so cool listening to Bill Burr's podcast this week because he said the same thing. When I was in Greece, I uh, had this feeling that like learning about all the ancient Greek history in Athens, I felt like I was being pulled eastward. Like there was this one story that I really loved about this statue of one of the founders of Athens or the founders of these brothers or whatever it was that when the Persians came over and like sacked the city of Athens, they took this statue. Oh my God. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't need to take the yawns out. Maybe I just need to think of a way to like incorporate them in a funny way into the podcast. Like maybe whenever I yawn, I like my grandpa sings when he yawns. Maybe I need to sing more. Maybe whenever I yawn, I need to sing. <laughs> That's what he does. And it's so funny. Maybe I need to think of a funny reaction for when I yawn, like when I... I yawn, I don't know, I'd, I'd sing the name of a loved one or <laughs> well, I don't know what that, I name a species of bird, <laughs> condor. <laughs> I don't know, I've got to think of something funny to do when I yawn so that I don't have to fix the problem in editing. Because I really, I just, that is anathema to me. Any kind of editing, it's like stand-up. It's like, can I fix these problems on stage rather than writing my way around them, you know? Because like to write your way around a problem is just hard and it requires preparation. Much better to just fix the problem in the moment on stage to find a solution like that. Maybe I can do that with yawning. Yawning is inevitable. It's a part of life. But also maybe my anxiety around yawning and just thinking about it and being preoccupied by it makes me yawn more. Here's another one. <laughs> Fuck, that was a huge one. Maybe the singing made it go longer. Who knows? We're not sure. But um, 
if I know that I can sing my way through a yawn and that that's fun, that, hey, that's the name of the episode this week. Sing my way through a yawn. I'm going to get my pen and I'm going to write that down in my book. That's a good name, isn't it? Or am I going to call it the list? Sing, sing your way there. Sing your way through a yawn. Pew, 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 pew. I was going to call it the list, but you know what? We're all about doing things in the moment on this podcast rather than you know, planning things beforehand or fixing them afterwards. This podcast is all about having fun, slowing down, being the moment and having fun being in the moment. Being the mo- Maybe it's about being the moment. I am the moment. I'm the fucking moment. I am the fucking moment. <laughs> Be in the moment. I am the fucking moment, cunt. Who the fuck are you? Aiden the moment Jones. Oh, hey. That has a bit of a ring to it, doesn't it? You know, every day I feel like I have a new idea. I'm like, maybe that's the new direction of my show. Anyway, whatever. I'm way off track here. Ride the Trans-Siberian Railway. Visit Africa. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to visit Africa. That's much better. The next, do stand up in Spanish is already a perfect goal. And so that stays to stand up in Spanish. Amazing. And I think that just is, is just do a five minute spot. That's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be an hour. That's obviously a longer extrapolation of the goal. Maybe if I do the first set in Spanish, maybe, you know, the next thing is like, is like do an hour in Spanish, record a special in Spanish, something, I don't know. But for now, it's just do stand up in Spanish. The next goal was move back to London, which I crossed out for some reason. I didn't move back to London, but I think maybe I just, I decided that that wasn't a goal that I was necessarily interested in anymore. Maybe I knew that I really wanted to move to New York. I don't know, but I don't necessarily want to put move to New York either because that might change. It's too specific, but I think I would like to put live in another city. And that doesn't necessarily mean settle there. Maybe I settle back in Melbourne. I don't know. But for some time, I would like to live in another city. Here we go. Three more on the list. I put record a stand-up album and put it out. I did that. I put Taco out. It was on the album. I ended up doing a special. I'm very proud of that. That's something that I've done. I crossed that off. And I think... Yeah, I think uh, the the goal up the top, write another, write another great show and record it. You know what? And I think that can actually be separate to Tour of North America. And maybe actually another one. All right, so here we go. Oh, I'll, I'll revise in a second. Uh, sell out a 200 plus venue for a show somewhere. That's a goal there. So sell out a 200 plus venue. You know what? I reckon that can be, can that be bigger? That's an interesting one. Sell out a 200 plus seat venue. I mean, that is a pretty big goal. It's also kind of achievable. I feel like it's not that crazy. 
But you know what? That does feel pretty good. And 500 is like whatever. Nah, I think sell out uh, 200 plus or two. I'll just put 200 seat venue. And that's it. Just sell out 200 seat venue. That's enough. Because that's like a midterm, you know. I reckon if if this new show that I'm writing is as good as I hope it is, I think that will come maybe with some kind of added show or a special show or maybe with the special if I record it, something like that. I reckon I could do 200 seats. That's not that out of the realms of possibility. And then the last thing was piano arrangement of Kingdoms in Colour, which I don't know that that's a specific goal that I'm necessarily working towards. So I might lose it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I do like that. I don't know. No, I think that was just something kind of fleeting. I think grade eight AMEB is enough of a piano goal there to work towards. And that'll involve me learning some new repertoire and doing scales and practicing and whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Let's go back through this list. Come on. To-do list. First one, write another great show and record it. You know what? I'm going to change that to just record a great special. Because that contains within it the goal of writing another great show. And um, I won't record a special until I feel that I've written a great show. And how will I know that I've written a great show? I think I will know that I've written a great show when I have buzz, when I do a show that creates buzz in the festivals in Australia. And I know that's a goal that's kind of contingent on other people and whatever, but I I don't know. I think there's a part of it that you can kind of take cues from other people's reactions in a more broad and general sense rather than one person, which is kind of what winning the award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival is. That's just, you know, that's like a few people's opinions. And that's not what I don't want to base my happiness on the opinions of a few people who are in the grand scheme of things, you know, fairly irrelevant. But I think the general public, um, that's something that's a bit more relevant to my life. And I think if I write a great show, I will know that it's great because people will be talking about it and I will be selling a good amount of tickets. And I know that I have the ability to do that. I can do that. So record a great special and also if i write a great show and i sell tickets i'll be able to make some money and then i'll be able to record uh i'll be able to afford recording a special and i'll get a good venue for it and i'll sell tickets and i'll do all of that and that's that's something that that's a good goal tour of north america that's also something that will come off the back of that and um you know what i don't know tour of north america that that's also nah. You know what? I will I will keep that. I'll keep that because that could be someone else taking me on tour. That could be doing comedy clubs. That could be me producing my own tour of North America. But also, as a second, I'm going to put visit New York City because that has been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. Then relationship, perfect. Just the one word, relationship. I think that's really good relationship then visit family in Colombia again a great goal I love it it's very good and I want to visit my family and that doesn't mean with 
or without my biological dad, you know, who knows, whatever. But to just go to Colombia and meet them, it's very important. Then, perform at the Comedy Cellar. That contains within tour of North America or visit New York, whatever. But the performing at the Comedy Cellar is very important. Buy a house. That feels like a goal that I want. It's important to me. I'm going to do it. Great. Complete grade eight AMEB for piano. Yes, I can do that. That could That's something that I could achieve in the next one or two years, I reckon. Um, then visit Africa. That's just a frivolous goal. It's big. It's large. It's a completely different place. It's something that's never been a part of my life. I think I could do that. Do stand up in Spanish. Very achievable. I don't know when I'll find the time to do that, to learn Spanish at, to a sufficient level. But that's a goal. Live in another city, another goal. I can do it. Sell at a 200-seat venue. These are great goals. Yes, I'm very happy with this. And um, I don't really know. You know what? I was going to tell you a bunch of stories from my house, from my life. Fuck. But um, I've just fucking done this whole podcast about planning myself some goals here. I want to write those down on a piece of paper out of the new book that I bought in Paris and I'm going to stick it to my wall and I'm going to take a photo of it for the podcast. Why not, hey? And that'll go up on the Instagram. I guess I just want to tell you guys about the perfect day that I had on Saturday and then I might bounce because I did, man. And I think it's important to be grateful when you have a great day. I uh, woke up on Saturday morning. And I went to work at, um, fuck it, I'll say the name of the company I'm working for, Man With A Van, Removalists. And uh, rode my bike in, got in early. I was starting, uh, what time was I starting? Like 7.20 something. So I got in there at like 6.40 and on Saturday mornings, Man With A Van are generous and kind enough to uh, make bacon and egg sandwiches available for their staff. So fresh cooked bacon and egg on the barbecue, bread, sauces, cheese. I made myself a couple of those sangers. I had some coffee that I made from home for myself that I brought in and I put hot water from the kettle in it. And uh, I sat there and I ate my two bacon egg sarnies and that was fantastic. And a guy who I used to know when I worked there, I hadn't seen him in a long time, saw me and I was like, hey, nice to see you, man. And he's like, how you doing? I was like, you know what? I'm feeling fucking great. I feel a renewed sense of of direction and passion in my life and I'm feeling really good today and he was like man maybe today's your day and I was like you know what brother maybe today is my day and uh the guy I worked with was great we had a great customer we only had one customer for the day but they were just lovely people they ended up tipping us 120 dollars meanwhile me and this guy just talking clicking had a rapport connecting about our lives talking about our lives the guy's a filmmaker we're talking about that he asked me about my comedy I tried some stuff out on him you know cool and then after work we finished early we finished at like 1 1 30 something like that so five and a half hours of work and then we uh, went to lunch together. We were hanging out, having such a nice time. I was like, let's go get lunch together. And we did. Had a nice lunch, had another coffee. And then uh, said my goodbyes, rode my bike home and uh, just like was at home very briefly and then jumped back on the bike and rode down to North Melbourne, played futsal with the boys. Had a great time at futsal. Man, one of the games. I was playing really good. I played so well. I don't know what it was. I guess it was just my day. It was just my day, man. 
I've made a few really good moves. One point I was running back to defense and someone passed it to me and I knew I had no space behind me and there was someone to my right on my team. So I let the ball run through my legs, did a nice little back heel in the air and passed it perfectly to the guy on my right, distributed out to the wing. We were playing. There were a lot of people there. It was a beautiful day and there were a lot of people there at the futsal court in North Melbourne. A bunch of Latino guys playing and uh, one of the guys that I play with is fucking Turkish idiot. <laughs> he's a mate, but he's an idiot. Um, he was playing on the team with the, the um, Hispanic guys and they were all speaking in Spanish and he doesn't speak a lick of Spanish, but I guess he's like, I'm on their team, so I've got to fit in. So he was calling for the ball and he was just going, see, 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 because they were just saying, see, 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 vamos, vamos. But I mean, like all this kind of stuff in Spanish and he was just going, see, see. <laughs> it's like, you're an idiot, man. <laughs> that was very funny. There was one game where we were playing against them, my team. They were clearly better than us. We were playing seven aside. They were just had so many great players and we had uh, some decent players and some, you know, players that aren't that great, but they give it their best. And it went to penalties. <laughs> Oh my God. And um, like, I think I'm being fair in saying, I don't think he would be upset with this. Probably our worst player was in goals and it's penalties. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go in goals. Fuck it. And because it's also, you play first to two goals or at seven minutes, if it's a draw, first to two goals, uh, loser goes off, losing team. If it's a draw, both teams go off. But for some reason in this game, we decided to take it to penalties and uh, just like they were beating us and um, one of their people on like one of their other people who was on another team tried to end the game early and we were like, no, nah, fuck that. One more minute. Like it was been so quick. They were just trying to fucking rush us off the court, man. I really hated it. And I was like, no, nah, we got another minute. Fuck you. And then in the next minute, I scored a fucking equalizing goal and they were real salty. You could tell because they were like, fuck, now we've got to figure out who's going to lose. So we'll do penalties. And that'll be good. And then I tried to go in goal and they were like, no, 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 no. You have to have the same keeper. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean you have to have the same keeper? And they were like, no, nah, you got to have the same keeper. I'm like, whatever. And they started, they were like, best of three. And then they were like, no, the first, if, if one team misses and the other team scores, then that's the end of the game. And we were like, fuck, all right, sure. You know, whatever, fine. And uh, so our guy was in goals and they scored and then we scored. And then he saved one of theirs and then we also missed and then they missed and then we scored. It was something like that was how it went. Or no, maybe it was I scored and then they missed and then we scored. It was something like that. And then they tried to be like, it's best of three. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. No, you said someone misses and the other team scores. That's the game. That's what you said that. Too bad, cunt. You're off. Fuck, that felt so good, man. Um, anyway, did that. Went home, showered, cooked some dinner for myself with my HelloFresh, which got delivered. Um, and that was great. I had some like crumbed chicken with chips. Beautiful. Then went to comedy. Did my last of the four shows at the lounge. Had a great set. 
hung out with my friends, had some photos taken of me by the wonderful Bart Freeband, whose hobby is taking photos. Looked at some of his photos, by the way, because he performs on the cruise ships all the time. The dude takes fucking sick photos, man. He's rolling around with a camera on these cruise ships, just taking fantastic photos. I really loved it. Um, and he got some great photos of me, one of which I just put up on Instagram and uh, another of which I think I'm going to use for the title photo for the podcast this week. Yes, just me smiling at the camera uh, backstage at the Comics Lounge. And then after that, rode my bike into the city because Spurs were playing at midnight, the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. And I got in at 11 and then waited around for an hour for the game to start and then sat through... Just we played really well, but it was the most frustrating fucking game of football, and they were time wasting. We were at home to Sheffield United. They were fucking time wasting. The ref was shit. We should have had a penalty. They scored in the seventy something minute, and we were down one nil. And it was just looking like we weren't going to do it, even though we were playing really well. There was one pass that James Madison did a reverse through the middle of the pitch. I fucking love the way we're playing at the moment. And it got intercepted, but just the fact that he would attempt that pass is something that would never would have happened like a year ago under Antonio Conte or whatever. And we ended up scoring two very late winners. Oh my God. And the fucking Imperial at 2am went off, man. We were screaming. We were hugging each other. It was incredible. <clears throat> and... Uh, that was it. And I went home. I rode my bike home. I must have been in bed by like 3 a.m. And it was just the perfect day. You know, everything that could have gone right did go right. And it had everything. I was hanging out with friends. I did comedy. I worked. I met a new friend. I had great food. I cooked. My fucking team won. And Johnny Baird was right. It was my day. Oh, you guys, I'm feeling good. All right. I hope you guys are feeling good too. And I really appreciate you once again, listening to the podcast, checking in with me and being here with me. And uh, I, uh, I hope you're glad that I'm here with you. So I'll catch you next week. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.